Hey guys, I'm AP. And I'm your girl, Black Mamba, and we are the hosts of The Hate Journals, a weekly comedy podcast. We know we aren't the only ones that get annoyed by the daily grind, and lately there's a lot to be annoyed about, and we get it. Join us each week as we roast and toast all the things that we love to hate. Nothing is off limits as we rant, rave, and laugh our way through our own experiences, current events, and so much more. So tune in weekly to listen to us wherever you get your podcasts or check us out on our website at thehatejournals.com. That's right, guys. Let us help you get you through your week every week with The Hate Journals podcast. We hope you enjoy. Bye. Bye. Welcome to show I see things a little differently and today we're going to actually delve into the future since the only live action anything only thing we got live action this year after pandemic um, comic book wise because we got bloodshot but that was right as the pandemic was really hitting and now it's really it's ramping back up and it's going to be back up probably for the next several months actually. Um, but outside Bloodshot, everything else got cut short. Everybody's seasons got cut short. So we're going to look forward because now we know a little bit more. We do know, and I'm a huge fan of the Blacklist, right? This, which has nothing to do with live action comic books. However, they didn't deter from their plans. They were going to make a major statement at the beginning. And what they did was since they got cut short by two episodes, they took, the two episodes they had at the beginning of the season, which just happened, and I don't think you've seen a new, a new episode from them until January. Um, so they took those two episodes to wrap up and then restart, um, which is what a lot of, which is why I think a lot of shows are going to do. They're not just going to leave us hanging for another twenty something episodes. I think we need to expect just a big bang to come out booming. On all these television shows, if you, I only watch maybe three or four that I'm consistent with. Um, but, yeah, we need to expect the first three episodes, or at least the first two, to be just boom. And then this is going to lead us into whatever this new season has for us. And so I decided, after we got that tremendous Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, live-action adaption... Really, that was the last great thing we had. And I do think it was great. I know there's some flaws in it, but come come on. It's the CW. You know, we, they, the CW provided us with better storytelling, and they have provided us with better storytelling than the big movie theaters have. So if you don't have any... I get it, It's not going to be for everybody because it's sappy and blah, blah, blah. 
I completely get all that. But to just outright knock it and never watch it, shame on you. And that means it's just, and you just want to complain. And if you want, if you just want to complain, that's absolutely okay. I won't listen to you though. And that's why I don't really listen to a lot of people. I don't listen to a lot of podcasters, a lot of YouTubers, because a lot of people just want to complain, complain, complain. But at least they're providing us with storytelling. Like they literally went, like, like we've been knowing about crisis since Earth X, uh, the, the, uh, was it what was this called? I want to say miniseries, but it's not a miniseries. It's a, you guys know what I'm saying. My, my words, I, I lost my words. How about that? <laughs> I think because I was so disgusted at like people that complain about stuff, and it's just like, dude, we're, we're, we're lucky to be getting this, you know. Um, crossovers, um, that to me, not all the crossovers have been a hit. However, when it did um, Earth X crossover, and then they did Elseworlds. Elseworlds, and that's what I meant to say, so I'm correcting myself. When it did Elseworlds crossover over, no one, I, we, we were just thinking, hey, this is cool. You know, we're going to see Gotham City, so we know Batwoman's going to be involved in all this stuff. That's cool, right? But then next thing you know, boom. All of a sudden, at the end, you, you see you see the, not the end, but the beginning of, I think the third episode of that crossover, you see the monitor. You're like, what the fuck? Well, that's actually technically the beginning you see the monitor. But you assume he's the anti-monitor because he's he's torturing these Earths. And so you see Earth 90 Jay Garrett go at him and he just dis- makes him disappear. But he won't fight the other ones. So anyways, you end up realizing that he is in the monitor and he's preparing these guys for crisis on infinite Earths. And uh, they took a lot of leeways with some stuff, which is fine. I'm not even here to complain about that. I'm not here to review it. I'm not here to critique it. I'm here to praise it. Um, to me, I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, I thought the surprise, they gave away a lot of it. So think about, if you think about this right, they gave away most of the story without giving it away. Like we knew Oliver Queen was going to die. We didn't expect him to die in the first episode. You know, so like when he dies, like, whoa, holy shit. They just lost one of their big guns and probably their best tactician. All right, now Flash, you're up. You know, and then they made Oliver Queen the Spectre and all this other stuff, and like you just seen to me, and to me, the story building on the Flash, on, on the Green Arrow. Um, I don't watch Supergirl, so I don't really know if they, if, if it really affected her, like the season before. To me, it's from what I've read and from what I've heard from people who do watch it and are lovers of it. Um, it feels like they kind of always did their own thing, and then. They'll have a nod here and there to it, but I think, just my opinion, uh, I think the Flash writers and the Green Arrow writers, they were always so in sync with one another because those two shows were very much in sync. And moving forward, I thought, I think that the original plan, now that's completely out the window of everything that just happened, which we're going to get to in a second, I think their original plan was to transfer that bromance of Barry and Oliver to Kara and Ruby, and um, I know it's not her name, that's her real name, but but to Batwoman and Bat and, and, and Superwoman, and um, and so that's not, that's no longer going to be a thing. But I think that's what they were trying to do, and then those two shows will be intertwined. So in order to get the best of the crossovers, you really need to be into those shows in order to do that. Now I've never seen a minute of Batwoman. Um, outside of the crossover stuff, because she's a part of two crossovers, technically. 
Um, I've been told a mixed bag about it. Uh, no one that I know loves it, though. Like, there's some people who I know that love Superwoman, though. Um, so that's a big difference. Um, but to me, The Flash, to me, is some of the better storytelling because it finally got... It didn't get fully away from it. To me, and here's the thing. People get mad at Candace Patton. To me, Candace Patton does the best with what she has. To me, Candace Bat- Patton, the people who say she's not black, she's not portrayed to be a pro-black person. Neither is her father. They're portrayed to be people. Now, are they black? Yes. But also, remember, they took some liberties because technically Iris in the comics is white. I don't think I've ever seen a version of Iris where she's black. And I do think Iris fits the mold. I think Iris fits that character, especially when they give her her moments to shine. But when they, but when it confuses me is when the season where, not last season, but the season before, so season five, when Nora, their daughter, came and she messed up the timeline. And she's like defending her daughter, even though she knows that the timeline is being messed up. And they got completely mad. All Everyone's gotten mad at Barry for changing the timeline over and over. But now they don't get mad at her, even though she's completely ruining everything. And so, and once again, and this was all based off of that vanishing moment that they've we've seen since season one, where that newspaper says the Flash disappears, and it's and to me that's still a loose thread you can pull on. That's still very much a loose thread you can pull on because technically he still disappears somehow. Somehow he disappears, and in the comics we know what happens. In Crisis on Infinite Earths, he risks his life to go through the Speed Force to save the world. Um, and their version of Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was a great moment. You had the original Flash from the 90s TV show, which I've never seen. I, I actually didn't know that existed until season two of The Flash with Zoom. And they had, oh no, excuse me, season one, where they showed who the father was. I was like, oh, that's cool. So I ended up looking, I don't know his real name off the top of my head. I'm not going to look him up. But I remember like saying, oh, that's cool. He's in the, the John Wesley ship. And, um... I said, so I started looking him up because I've seen him in so many different things. He's, he's a great actor. And so I looked him up and um, I ended up seeing him in the credits. So I started, of course, like what the millennial thing to do is. I went on YouTube and went down that worm. That, no, that's, that's not a worm. I went down the black hole <laughs> and just like just didn't get out for hours. And I just consumed myself with some of that 90s show, which didn't last very long. But he was a good flash. Um, I was like, wow, what a nod. What a freaking awesome nod. The same way Smallville had the original Superman in it. Christopher Reeves. You know Christopher Reeves? Yeah, Christopher Reeves. So it was like, it's just, it was like so, it was so, so cool. But then to see him back in the Flash outfit, knowing he was the Flash from his original TV show, and then him saying, him taking Barry's speed temporarily, for him to then say, hey, this is my burden, this is what I need to do. And they try, dude. They pretty much did exactly what it did, except for in the comic, you see kind of like as he's running, as Barry's running, you see a go, you see him lose everything but his skull, essentially. This time they kind of have him kind of just evaporate. It was still a cool visual. They played a scene from the 90s TV show. Sometimes I, sometimes, and this is why I appreciate certain things, sometimes I wonder, what did they have to give up to get that one clip? Because they didn't, they didn't own it, obviously. You know what I'm saying? So what did they have to give up to get that one clip? You know, did they have to give, you know, $100,000 or or did the, did the owner say, hey, F it, you guys can use it. It'll, it'll make people look us up again. You know what I'm saying? So to me, that was a very emotional but awesome moment. The moment where Black Lightning, now, my, now I hadn't at that point watched any of Black Lightning season because I always prefer to binge watch Black Lightning because something, and I thought about this the other day, 
And I really, I would really love to know what you guys think about this. Respectfully, of course, I've always felt like, and I don't, and this is not a knock, but to me, I've always felt like black cinema or black television is more slow and plodding than other forms of cinema. Um, and once again, that's cinema I've watched, obviously, so it's from my experience. And I say that because anytime people complain to me about Luke Cage, and I remember I made this comment to Jonathan Esther, anytime anyone's complained to me about Luke Cage, I'm like, is it that you just don't like black cinema? Which is okay. Or is that you just didn't like the whole... It was very slow and methodical and all that stuff. And it was less action. And that's the thing we need to remember. Daredevil, for as slow as it was... Man, there's action all over that. I want to say the third scene, the third ep, uh, excuse me, third season was probably the least amount of action out of all the series of that entire three se- uh, season run series run, excuse me. But like Luke Cage didn't have much action. Luke Cage is more very dialogue-y, which is really, in my opinion, more of black cinema. And to me, that's what Black Lightning is. It's not live action, and the action is very very fast. Boom. You get to it, you get to it, and that's the end. And um, to me, I need to be, I need to watch, I need to binge Black Lightning. I need to, but it's the same thing with any other show like that. Like, you know, I, I need to, but much of my, much of Black cinema that I do watch, which is not a lot, of, I just watch so many different varieties of cinema or television. That, um, but with Black cinema or television, I've noticed I need to binge watch it because. I miss things, and I hate, like, like, right now, I could stop this recording, start a new recording with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and go through that entire series within an hour or two, like, it's nothing. I can do that, because it was so much, it was so, it was so much faster, especially after Winter Soldier hit. So, like, I just kind of, I, I just remember those things, but... Black cinema has this these Easter eggs, and you need to, you need to be careful the wording they use because once again, it's very wordy. So, um, for me, I hadn't seen anything. I just knew he was joining the, the crossover, which I was really excited about, and um, and for him to come in, and for him and Barry to kind of make that friendship. I thought it was gonna be a long lasting thing, and it's not. As we know, that show's canceled. Superwoman's canceled. Uh, Ruby Rose is no longer Batwoman. Um, even though we have a new Batwoman, who knows how long that show's going to last. Because now, I think the show that they thought was going to cement and supplant past The Flash is gone. Superwoman, who knows how much longer The Flash is going to go. It really feels like the CW-verse, as they call it now. I'm going to call it the Arrowverse for this show. Because I think the CW-verse is a stupid name. Um, the Arrowverse, to me, is seems like it's dying. Because now you have Black Lightning being canceled to do a spinoff called Painkiller. And it's like, ugh. Who asked for that? You know? And so, um, I, I probably will still follow The Flash, um, but nothing else. Um, I will probably one day binge watch the entire series of Superwoman, because it's, it's about six, seven seasons now, whatever it is. Um, but even with that being said, Melissa Benoit, who's absolutely good at the role, um, gorgeous, all that good stuff, um... She reportedly, and it's been. I think I've, I've been reading reports like this for a while. Like, because even when they were planning on canceling it before the CW took it over, I think she had said, or supposedly, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. Said that she would never play the role again. Um, who knows what these people have to go through in order to play these characters? Um, 
I can see the Flash going going to about nine or ten seasons and then ending. Um, they they need it now. They need it now. Um, and to me, there's still more stories you can tell now that there's an Earth Prime, and now that the Flash is really going to carry them. The Flash, it's on. Everything's on the Flash, and I still and I don't think that uh, Green Arrow and the Canaries are. Um, I don't think they're a go for a season yet. I think they were on the fence. I did not. That's the only episode of Arrow season eight I did not watch. Um, I just didn't have any interest, and I still don't. Um, I don't think that's for my demographic though. I remember I was at when I was at C two E two. I was at, when I was doing my panel, I was talking to this young lady, and she was just picking. She was just you could tell she was talking, you know. And so she stayed after the panel. And was like, hey, can I ask you a couple questions? I was like, yeah, you know, whatever, I don't care. And she said, are you going to watch, you know, do you watch any superhero TVs? So we got into Arrow somehow. And then she said she was so excited for Green Arrow and the Canaries. And I said, I asked her how old she was. And she was like, I'm 18. And like, as we're walking, because now we're walking and talking, she met with some of her friends. And I just, the more and more we got into these conversations about these combo television, and they, and they literally broke down what they expected from this Green Arrow and the Canaries TV show. I mean, they broke down season one to season five. You know, I'm sitting there, I'm just intrigued the entire time. I'm like, no. Oh. This is this is more for them. This isn't this isn't for me. Like the arrow, like arrow, was more for me. Like even when I brought season one of Arrow, they weren't impressed. And like and, and like one chick said to me, young lady, excuse me, said to me, yeah, you know, I just I thought it was too violent. I was like, oh. but after that, I said, you guys got into it in season three, didn't you? She's like, yeah, how'd you know? I said, because it was more of the love story progressing and more of the evolution of uh, the team and and their flaws and things of that nature. And she's like, yeah, the love story sometimes can be too much, but sometimes they help to like bring me down from that, 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 that high of that fight or that villain or whatever. And that's absolutely okay. Um, and I, and I think that's how this show is going to, if they actually run with this show, Green Arrow and the Canaries, I actually think that's how that's going to be. I think that season one, season two is going to be for that demographic. But as they ex- evolve, I think it's going to be more violent. You're going to see Mia getting more and more like her dad. And she's going to have a lot of loss and all that good stuff. And that's just my opinion. I think it's going to be the reverse of what Arrow was. Um, it's going to go from light to dark. And it may need to go back to light while it ends. Um, but to me, the future is very interesting. Because the Flash needs to be around for at least three to four more seasons. And they had a great, to me, season seven, and I have not watched all of it yet. I know where it got to. Um, I got to, and the reason why I haven't watched it, matter of fact, I'm going to try to look it up right now. So, the reason why I stopped watching is because um, I was watching on the CW app. CW app can be frustrating at times because I have it on my Roku and I had it on my PS4. But for some reason, it will like freeze up every other episode. So I'll watch an episode, be just fine. I get to the next episode, it would freeze up, but it'll be frozen for days. So I just got frustrated and stopped watching. I got to the part where um, Iris was investigating Mirror Master, which is a woman in this. And... Um, Yeah, which is a woman on this, and then I then it lost in me, it lost in me. Then it lost me. So I think if I got it right, I think I'm at I think I'm at episode eleven. 
But see, even then, that looks off because I don't know. I know she was. I know she was investigating Mirror Master, and she got stuck in the mirror. And I know she's gonna be in there for the rest of the season. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. So I don't want to watch the same thing over. So I'm kind of stuck at it right now. So right now, I'm looking at love as a battlefield, and I don't think that's where it is. But either way, at some point in time, I'll pick up and watch the last like seven or six or seven episodes that I missed. Um, but to me, I'm looking forward to that because to me, what does Barry do without his, you know, his his right hand woman, his 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 main, you know, what does he do without that 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 conscience on his on his in his head? Um, and and that, to me, that's fascinating. But um, as far as like where they go, to me, and I and. Mark Guggenheim, who's been the showrunner for, I think, all these shows since Arrow. And I don't know if he had, I don't know if he had anything to do with Smallville or not. But I know Arrow, he started, now he was a showrunner for that. I know he's officially on the Green Lantern st- uh, TV show from HBO Max. Um, I would love to see if that was just a tease at, at, at the end of the season, at the end of the series, where finally we see John Diggle get his Green Lantern ring. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know if he's, I don't know if that was just a tease or if he's going to actually be in the show. Um, I'm assuming probably not personally. Um, that's just a gut feeling, nothing I've read or seen or anything, but to me, the future is not really bright unless they really put some more shows on. I just don't know what they're able to put on now, but they have another, they have a loose thread. During the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, the biggest thing that came out of that was the fact that Ezra Miller uh, cameoed, and it was a great moment. Like it was, a, it was a cool surprise. I remember, like, just as Barry's running through the Speed Force, you just hear him stop in Star Labs. He turns around, you see his face, and you see Ezra Miller. Like, oh my God, they did it. They did what Marvel did not want to do. And I, and when you understand the behind the scenes stuff. I can understand why Kevin Feige wanted nothing to do with it, but as a fan, it still sucked. Um, but, like, they mixed the TVs and the movies. And we all know Flashpoint. They're going all out. Flashpoint and Spider-Verse, I'm calling Spider-Man 3 Spider-Verse because that's what it is, are going to be probably the most expensive movies, most complex, convoluted movies that ever be made because they're go- both companies are going all the way in on them. And, um, for me personally, they can always, I don't think you can bring movie stars in all the time to do that. Cause it seems like a lot of egos have to drop for that. And I believe even the showrunner for the flash said, Hey, when we found out we could get Ezra, when Ezra said, Hey, hell yeah, I'm down for doing that. We had to ask Grant, Grant Gustin, who plays Barry Allen on TV, cause they had to make sure he wasn't going to feel some kind of way about it. And. Um, he said, no, that will be awesome. I think, just my opinion, from when I hear these CW actors talk, I think a lot of them know they, that this is for the fans. As opposed to the cinema side, where they're kind of like, eh, it's, it's for the paycheck. I think they know this is for the, Maybe not Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, I think, takes her, her role as Wonder Woman very seriously. I'm not saying anyone else doesn't, but I just think she sees herself as a role model. I think with everything these guys do, um, I think the CW characters or the actors in the CW shows, I think they see it as more of a, a privilege 
and honor. I think they, just my opinion, and uh, I think they appreciate playing these characters and the love they receive and the feedback they receive. He's, let's be honest, comic book fans are like wrestling fans. They're crazy. Uh, who's crazier? Oh, that's for another show. Um, but no, um, the future isn't bright in my opinion. And the Flash is going to have to carry him for a while. Now, who can they bring in? Because you, you brought Black Lightning in. You know you have black people watching that show. You know you have that black audience now. Cisco, you have that crowd in. Cisco was a very obscure character. Vibe is very obscure in the comic books. And they've made, not a household name, but if you're a CW watcher, you know who Cisco is now. You know who Vibe is now. Killer Frost is more, more of a name for sure. But like these characters are very, these characters are, are like, in my opinion, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Very obscure, obscure but you can, but you know, put some shine on them. To me, when I think of characters they can make a, maybe make some compelling television out of, there are like DC characters that are like not super big, but you can do, you can deal with them. And I was looking this up the other day, and let me, let me find my page that I was on. So that way I can actually tell you guys in my opinion what it is. Now, we all know Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, they're, they're stuck in the big screen. Dick Grayson's already on a television show. Catwoman's in the new Batman, the Batman movie, or whatever. So to me, just me personally, I'm looking at him right now. We know Black Adam has a movie. We know Deathstroke's going to be on there. I think Lobo needs some shine. You could probably, I know they were trying to do a Lobo TV series at uh, Sci-Fi for whatever reason. That did not come to fruition. Maybe a Poison Ivy TV series. And to me, again, you're CW, so you have some, some leeway here. So it's not like everyone's expecting, like, the top-tier talent. They're expecting what you give them and what you continue to give them, which is more characters that aren't necessarily on your big screen but can be on a big screen. But more importantly, that supporting cast of obscure characters that you like Captain Cold, I think is I don't think he was a household name, you know, and you, you made him a lovable character. I think especially with the, the way uh, they 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 portrayed him in this. Um, maybe Bat Batgirl. Um, I, mean, I know you have a Batwoman, but I mean, I know they had the, the short-lived Birds of Prey, but you know, you, you can you you have plenty there. Let's see who else. You do have the Green Lantern Corps, so that's pretty cool. I'm trying to give you guys one more name that I think would fit. They have Constantine on now. And, and I'm trying to think of someone that, someone's name you guys wouldn't know or wouldn't even think of. I really thought they were going to do a Vixen one. After uh, uh, she showed up on Arrow, but that never went anywhere. I think they went to an animated series. Um, maybe Zata- maybe Zatanna. Um, I think she could fill in CW. She was already on um, Smallville as a love interest of Clark's. Ended up becoming a friend. Um, who else? Let's see. I I, I just think I just think there's so many characters you can play around with. Um, and I wouldn't say anyone in the Green Arrow lore, just because if that Green Arrow and the Canaries gets picked up, even though it's an all-woman show, I can see Roy Harper showing back up in that show. I can just see that. Um, I don't think it would be like 
he they'll just completely get rid of him. Um, man, those those are some names right there that you can probably think of that you could probably do some stuff with a couple, few seasons with. Um, but right now, in my opinion, the CW shows seem to be dying. Now, there's a reason they canceled Black Lightning. We don't know yet. Uh, we can speculate, uh, but we don't know yet. Um, but uh, they canceled Superwoman for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, but in my opinion, those are two huge blows because I really thought, especially the crisis, that those four shows were going to be the top four shows for at least the next two to three years. Um, then I thought they were, they were going to then eventually cancel off Black Lightning, Flash, and then the top two of Superwoman and Batwoman. Um, but they haven't. They, they, they haven't. They, they, they haven't done that. So they actually went to reverse. So whatever happens, Flash is going to have to be there. Um, I just don't think the CW versus bright for those who are study fans of it. I know there's a lot of detractors of it, but they have brought some quality television, excuse me, uh, for the last, shoot, since what, 2012? Something like that, 2012? Um, I, I think they should be commended for that because, um, in my opinion, um, In my opinion, um, I, th- I I think they've broken some barriers as far as the superhero genre. To me, they I think they've even inspired Shields of uh, Agents of Shields to a degree, but the crossovers they did, and then you hear from the talent like Stephen Amell and uh, Grant Gustin, like what they have to go through in order to film those crossovers. Man, that's a brutal stretch, man. And the smart thing they always do is they always put it before their winter break, so it's like. You had, well, this year, it was you had two episodes and you had to wait till the beginning of the year to watch the next two episodes. But uh, before, usually they did all the crossovers. Then that one winter episode of the mid-season finale before that was over. That's a lot of filming. That's a lot of extra work that everyone has to get into, especially since Black Lightning filmed in Atlanta. And he had to go, the main character had to go to Canada to film because that's where every other show was filmed. So... Um, unfortunately, it's not great news um, for the CW, in my opinion. But I think we should always always look at the positive and what they've given us. And if they can pull off that Crisis on Infinite Earths and everything they put into that, from all the cameos, and, and there was people they didn't get. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum, who played uh, Lex Luthor in Smallville, said uh, it was nothing that they offered him that was respectable, in his opinion. Um, it wasn't enough money. It wasn't, it, they just didn't offer him enough and the role wasn't enough for him to want to take it. So imagine how many people turned them down as opposed to people that, you know, went, went with it. Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to think of like something more positive to say, to leave us, to leave us on. But to me, I think they can overcome, but they need to put some more shows out. And once again, it's right now, it's so hard to do that. So I'm thinking 2022 is when we're going to get a couple of new shows. I know Stargirl is, I people have been saying that is the best CW show. I've only watched two episodes of it. Um, and I can't watch anymore because it's on HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't have HBO, HBO Max. And I don't want to pay 15 bucks for HBO Max and have like 10 streaming, streaming services. I barely watch the streaming services I have now. So I don't want to pay into paying like 400 bucks for streaming services and only watch one or two of them. So um, 
I do want to get into that when I get the chance to. Um, so th- that is a bright note. Um, but she, she is yet to fully come in, though. Even though they showed a clip of her at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths, she is yet to fully come into that universe. Um, I doubt this is the year she will come into the universe because of the pandemic. But who knows? The Flash can go anywhere. The Flash is in control of speed force. So, anyways, that's a show for this week. Tell me what your thoughts are. Do you think it's a bright future as opposed to me on the, I mean, on the other edge? Do you think the Flash can hold it up the same way Arrow has held it up uh, for eight years? Do you think Flash can go ten seasons? Um, let me know. So, anyways, that's the show for this week. Y'all enjoy. I'm out.